Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi to all you loving beings. Thank you for being here today, and I hope you had a beautiful week and are prepared for this new moon i'm very excited it's going to be my birthday on the cancer new moon this week so i'm preparing for a new cycle a new solar year and i hope that you are enjoying this beautiful time of cancer season of resting and and being within your realms of waters and emotions and nourishment and nurturing it's a really beautiful time and mother earth is really nourishing us right now and this week's guest and episode topic is so interesting we're talking all about angels and healing with sandra ray she's an author healer and spiritual teacher she helps empaths get crystal clear guidance from the angels each day so they can stop doubting themselves and their decisions and start trusting they are guided and taken care of. She's the host of the Fiercely Spiritual podcast, which I was a guest on recently and that I've shared also on Instagram and and Facebook as well, and the creator of Fiercely Spiritual family member group. She lives in Ireland, where she spends her days doing the work that she loves, meditating and mountain biking. And in this episode, we talk about what it is and what it means and how we work with the archangels. We work and talk about crystal healing, Akashic records, how important it is to ground in this work, and also the healing properties of angels. And I share my experience also with the angels. So I hope that this episode is beautiful and just right for where you are in your journey. I love working with the angels. They've been very present and we talk about how we know also how to connect with them and and how we can experience them. And I also want to give so much love to my show partners, Ace of Air, a newly launched beauty and wellness brand committed to products that put people and planet above all. And their line of clean, vegan and cruelty-free skincare and supplements have been synergistically formulated at the intersection of herbalist wisdom and modern science, focusing on rituals that work from the inside out. Inspired by Mother Nature's ability to create abundance without waste, Ace of Air is the first and only beauty and wellness brand designed to be entirely circular and fully zero waste. And you can learn more about this beautiful newly created brand by truly wise intelligent and enlightened creators because they have 
thought about how to become more like Mother Earth, being circular and truly understanding the laws of nature and the cycles of nature. You can explore more on aceofair.com and also find them on Instagram on aceofair. So I hope you enjoy this week's episode with Sandra Ray. Hi, Sandra. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad to have you here and to talk to you again. We just spoke recently on your beautiful podcast and I would love for you to just share any type of daily meditation or mindfulness practice that you have in your life. Okay, so we could be here for a while. (laughs) I do a lot of things that um, help me to get started in the morning, but I'll explain briefly a little bit about my practice. So when I wake up, the first thing I do before I even open my eyes, um, it doesn't necessarily happen every day, but I find that I'll just say to myself, I love me, I love me, I love me. And I'll just sit with that for a minute. And then as I open my eyes, um, usually one of my sons will come running into the room. So I'll chat with them for a few minutes and then they'll go off and play and I'll sit up in bed and I'll just start to tune in to how I want to feel for that day. So I'll ask myself questions like, uh, what does peace feel like? What does ease feel like? And I'll just start tuning into those feelings and I'll call in the angels and I'll ask them to surround me and I work with the cardinal archangels so these are the angels of the north south east and west so archangel Michael archangel Gabriel archangel Raphael and archangel Uriel and I'll ask them to stand to my right my left before me and behind me And then I have other angels I work with and I'll ask them to stand above and below me and surrounding me. So I'll go through that phase of calling them in, allowing them to be on every aspect of my energy field. And yeah, I'll tune into what is coming up for me. And I'll just spend a few moments just tuning in. And it's quite an active process Um, it's not a meditation where I'm clearing my mind. It's quite actively tuning into emotions, tuning into the angels. Um, And I find some mornings it'll be quite quick um, and other mornings it'll go on for longer. Um, And also depending on how much time I have on that given day, but usually at least around 20 minutes or so. And then we do the whole school thing. And after Um, my boys have gone to school I'll do a walking meditation and then I come home and after that I'll do a seated meditation where it's more um, just allowing the mind to be calm so that's how I usually begin my day so it's um, a beautiful way to start and I notice that if I don't go through that process I just don't feel as um, as centered and balanced during the day if that makes sense. Mm. yeah that's so beautiful what a powerful way to start the morning and being very conscious of the energies within you and around you and also 
asking for that support and help. I love that. And we're going to get into this today. I mean, you you and I spoke very recently and we got into the the topic uh, about angels and and this energy and how it's connected in our lives. And for me, my first angel, like uh, conscious angel, um connection was in Ireland where you are and I would love for you to start to maybe introduce yourself and yeah you're in Ireland how have you come into what you're doing today yeah so I have always been in Ireland my um ancestors actually uh, my grandfather was Italian and he moved here um, when he was very young. Um, so I have that connection as well. Um, but I feel, and it's funny because um, I love Ireland, um, but I always said I have that Italian blood in me. I love the sun, I love warmth. And during the winter, even though we don't have harsh winters by any means, um, they're very, they can be very wet and a little bit cold. And uh, I always think I wasn't made to spend winters here, but I do know that I most definitely was meant to be in this energy that we have here um, because it is, I mean, it's called the Emerald Isle. And as we know, the heart chakra is, you know, that beautiful emerald color and um, tones of pink as well. And often I'll be walking around and I often think to myself when there's so much green around, that vibration and that energy is so prevalent here and it has to, you know, just do so much good for your heart chakra to be around that vibration, that color, and to be in it so much. Um, I notice when I go to other countries that are a bit drier and you don't, you know, there's more of kind of um, tones of uh, yellows or oranges or um, more kind of um, tones of the lower chakras. Um, I really miss the vibrancy of the green and to me, green is like healing. It's all about life, about renewal. Um, so yeah, there's very much that energy here, which probably most people don't even notice, particularly when they've spent their whole lives here. But I find, and for me, I wouldn't have noticed when I was younger, but I find now I'm very aware of that frequency, that vibration and the energy um, from the trees. I'm very connected with the trees and the forests. And I just love being in that energy. And I find I know a lot of people are drawn to the water and because we're an island, of course, we have so much water um, and the, you've never too far to go to get to it. But for me, I'm always called to the forests and to the trees. And that's my place of renewal where I find a really strong connection with nature. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And I love the, uh, like the, the green and the heart chakra that is is so strong there. And in your work, like how did you get into what you're doing today? Maybe you can uh, introduce that as well, what, what you're focusing on. 
Yeah, so I work with the angels, but I started out, I remember when I was younger, always having an interest in kind of spirituality, not really knowing that that was what it was. Um, I remember learning and reading about Tai Chi when I was maybe 13 or 14, probably um, younger even, um, and also reading books that were about, you know, spiritual things and um, being drawn to it at a very young age. Um, I also used to love writing songs. And for me, it was just an outlet of creativity. I didn't really think too much about it. And years later, I remember moving house and discovering this box where I had songs written down. And as I read them, I realized that I had actually been channeling messages um, for me, they were just lyrics of songs that I was just writing. They were just flowing through me. Um, and it was actually, it was surprising to me when I read them because I had no idea that that's what I was doing. So I was drawn to explore it further and I didn't really know where to start or who to go to. But um, I remember hearing about Reiki and being really interested in that and just having, you know, a thirst for knowing more and going to a Reiki healing. Um, and I remember as I left the Reiki healing, a few things had come up during it that he said to me. Um, one of the things he had said was that I wasn't really living my life. And I felt a little bit insulted because to me, I was in probably my early 20s. I was working, you know, a corporate job. I had a great social life, a great job. I was doing, you know, all the things that I thought I was meant to be doing. I was taking off all the boxes. Um, so, yeah, that kind of stood out to me. But as I left the healing, I remember going to meet my parents afterwards and just being around people. We went um, to get something to eat. And I noticed I could see like, white around people and see people's auras which I hadn't been able to see before so I found that really interesting obviously it opened up my third eye a little bit and um, after that I had loads of major changes in my life things reshifted and reorganized and I went on to start studying Reiki myself which just opened up so many things from there. I studied crystals and then I was at a kind of fork in the road where I didn't know if I wanted to study shamanism or to work with the angels. And I was really drawn to both. And I kind of felt a pull to go, you know, both directions. Um, but it ended up that a course that I was thinking about um, for studying shamanism, which was taking place in the UK. I'd inquired about that. It was coming up, but it was actually really difficult for me to get to it. And at the same time, a course came up um, for angel healing and it was just literally 20 minutes down the road. And it was really easy to um, go to this course. And that ended up being, uh, I think about probably three years or maybe more of studying with this um, mentor and guide and meeting like-minded people and working with the angels. And I used to always say, it's like, you know, when you go down the rabbit hole and you discover, you know, different layers and new things. And there was always 
something new coming up that just blew my mind in so many different ways. Um, so yeah, it opened up the world of angels. And um, I think from there, it's just kept evolving more and more and growing. And it's just been a beautiful journey. There's been challenges along the way, but um, yeah, it's been really, really gorgeous. That sounds so amazing and beautiful and really that you were guided into it. It was like not a coincidence that you ended up in that school instead of something else. And it's so beautiful to work with. The, maybe for the listeners who are not really familiar with, I think everyone knows the concept of angels. Uh, maybe there's some people that are new to it and and the way you work with it and what it is maybe you can explain that to to just start with yeah so i think for most people when we think about angels we think about those you know paintings of like cherub babies with wings or um angels that are depicted through art or you know in some other form with you know huge big wings and that's true, but for me, um, I see them as pure light. So um, when I started working with the angels um, and what I found as well, for most people, it's easiest to sense their presence rather than actually see them. And what I find is that people believe that they can't work with angels or they're not connected or that you have to be psychic or medium or have some special gifts or powers. And my experience has been that that's not true at all. Um, and we all have our guardian angels, our, our own angelic team of light that work with us and they're there to help us. And when we learn to tune in, when we learn to feel their presence, when we learn to know how they communicate with us, we can actually have a really deep relationship with them. Um, it's like an extended family where we can work with our angels and guides each day. And when you think about it, I remember one time years ago um, going for a healing and the healer said it was like my angels were shouting at me. Of course, they don't shout at you, but they were like trying to get my attention and I wasn't listening. And for most of us, this is the case that we do tend to pray or ask for guidance or, you know, sometimes we'll say to angels, angels, can you help me? But we don't necessarily listen for the answer. Um, it's like having a one-sided conversation where you're constantly talking, 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 but you don't take a break to let that answer come back. Um, and when I work with people, the first thing that I'll usually ask is, well, you know, when you ask your angels for a sign or for an answer or some guidance, how do you tune in? How do you listen? And a lot of people will look at me blankly. They'll be thinking, well, they should just give me an obvious sign that I know about. And we can ask for something obvious as well. Um, but there's a process of beginning to trust that relationship, beginning to tune in, beginning to know they're there. And when you start off by gently tuning in, feeling them around you and realizing, okay, the angels are there. I can feel a shifted energy. And I know that that's something because 
um, I didn't feel that a minute ago. And then you gradually work through developing that relationship, tuning into how they communicate with you, because for everybody, it's different. You have your own way of hearing and um, tuning in. Some people will be auditory. Some people are more visual. Um, some people, it's like more clairsentient. So you really have to start to develop and to tune into how you personally communicate. Um, and that relationship then, as you nurture it, it begins to grow. You begin to find that you become more familiar with the angels and how they communicate with you. And you start to realize that you can ask a question and receive an answer or guidance and that it will come. Um, and maybe it's not going to be an immediate answer. Maybe it comes later that day or it could come through um, some unexpected way. Uh, but knowing that it will come and trusting that is so important. So I think when we get over the barrier of I can't do this, I'm not able to, or, you know, a lot of people question, do I even have angels around me? Um, when you get over those kind of fears and doubts, then you can start opening up in such beautiful ways. And I know that that's available to everyone to do. Yes, I totally agree. And sometimes we just need some uh, like guidance and insight to come to that realization or someone that that invites that in of course as well as I went to a Reiki healer in Ireland that uh, really invited them in after that it felt also more natural to commune with them and and it's it's interesting also how Maybe you've gotten into this in, in your path working with, with angels, how in history and mythology it's been, been depicted in many different ways. And, and how, how have you seen that? Have you, have you got into like this mythology of the, and the stories of the angels? Yeah, it's funny because um, I find I'm very experiential. I like to experience it for myself. And I have poured through books about angels, about, um, you know, all of the history. And I find that when I read about it, yes, I learn new things and I open up to new things that maybe I didn't know before. Um, and I do refer to some of my angel books um, if I have something that I'm not too sure about. But for me, for the most part, I'll tune in directly and I'll get some information or some guidance. Um, and then if there is a little bit of doubt or lingering, um, you know, something that I'm, I'm thinking, is this, is this really what I'm tuning into? Then I might go to a book to look it up and I, well, more so at the start when I started doing it. And I used to love when I'd tune into an angel and I'd write out, you know, information that was coming through. And I remember at one stage asking an angel what their name meant and writing it down and then going and looking it up afterwards and being so happy when I read the exact same thing um, about the meaning of their name. So I always find that that's a really powerful practice to tune in first 
and then to go to the books afterwards and to confirm what you've tuned into. Um, I find for me that um, that works quite well and it is lovely to know that you can do it yourself. I'm all about empowering people to tune in themselves and to know that they can do it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And it's in this world that we are in. And I mean, when we're doing spiritual work, uh, I've seen that there's so many layers of different aspects and dimensions of, of things that we experience beyond the five senses. And in that way, sometimes it can I, I on my journey sometimes it's it can be hard to um discover or to i think the word is discern maybe to what is what like am i experiencing uh angel presence or is it a spirit or a spirit guide or sometimes there's just a presence like i can just give an example yesterday when i was uh, almost falling asleep, like a really clear touch. Like th- that happens quite often, like on this area of the head or face or maybe shoulder. And then it's like, okay, I know that someone is here or something is here and it feels warm and nurturing. It's not that it it's uh, scary or like you get a shot. It's like a nurturing and sometimes we can hear something. So how has that been in your work too? Because I assume that you work with other layers of these dimensions, the astral plane and these dimensions. How has that been for you? Yeah, I've had similar experiences. And I remember when I was, you know, starting out, I was still in my corporate job and I remember I used to sit at my desk and I'd be sending an email or doing some work and I'd feel at the back of my head um, that kind of touch or that sensation and wondering what it was. And then I remember for years, well, probably not years, but for a while I went through a period of being in bed at night and I'd noticed that I'd be kind of asleep. And even though it was silent, it's like the silence would become more silent, if that makes sense. And it would be like a deepening of the silence. And then from that, uh, presence would approach my bed and literally wrap me in like a hug. And I never knew what it was um, or who it was. And it's funny because now I've realized that Yes, often it can be angels or loved ones, and particularly when it feels so loving and so warm. Um, But now I'm realizing that I today am tuning into myself from a few years back, and the work I'm doing now is influencing what's happened a few years back, if that makes sense. And I'm noticing that the timeline is just becoming a little bit blurred where I'll have a flash of me. Um, It could be some point in my journey and I'll see very clearly that I was going through something or experiencing something. And from where I am now, knowing that everything is fine, I'm sending healing and love and light back to that version of me. So I often think, well, maybe that presence or that sensation in my head 
yes, it can be angels and loved ones, but maybe it was myself coming back and just reassuring myself um, from where I am now. And I also find that my future self is influencing my present self. So it's just like this merging. And um, of course, in reality, there's no time. It's all one. Um, but yeah, I find that it's just kind of like becoming more fluid and liquid. Um, have you experienced that? Yeah, definitely. That's that's so, I mean, this is the theme of this week when we get into this um, mind, uh, <laughs> the, the acceleration of the consciousness that's happening right now. I, I especially in, like you said, this week has been so intense with shifting energies and full moon today. And um, I, I, I contemplated this as well because in, you know, we both work with Reiki healing and we go beyond time and space. So of course, in our own healing journey, we're trying to heal also our past. And then in that form, when I look back, yeah, maybe, you know, when we also can visualize ourselves in a moment in the past, which was maybe not the easiest. Yeah, it could have been us that, <laughs> that were there and, and giving that light. So that's where things start to blur. Like you said, the timeline and the and and uh, also this aspect of um, being like we're talking about these beings as separate, but it's a manifested part of ourselves in one way, right? So it's like when we start in in yoga, we have all these names, for example, like of the highest consciousness, but then we have the Ishvara, which is the it's it's kind of like how we can perceive the divine because it's so vast that it's can, we have we have to have these forms uh, of it can be deities or angels because it's it's still an aspect of the same thing which we are as well we're not like a lower being and that we have to work with higher beings in that way it's just that we're we're in a certain vibration and frequency and we know that because when we sleep. So in yoga, it's like really, okay, now we're in this stage when we're awake, we're in the maya, the illusion of, of this life. And when we go to sleep, we, we are still in our senses when we're dreaming because we're experiencing things with our physical senses. But where we connect on the deepest level is when we just come into that deep sleep which is beyond time and space because we have no connection to anything that is worldly anymore any senses or any physical body and that happened the other day when I was uh, doing a meditation that was a guided visualization so it shouldn't have been so that I fell asleep but I did and and time went by and when I woke up I didn't even know where I was and and how long I've been asleep, and it turned out to be much longer than I thought, and that's when we disconnect completely, so I really like that, and in, that, in those different stages, we can experience different things. Yeah, and I'm so glad you said that, because that's something that I really am passionate about teaching, that the angels aren't 
above us. They're not at a, a, a higher level than us. They have a different frequency, but we're all equal. So I'm so glad you touched on that because I think it's really important that people realize the angels are there to guide us and other beings of light as well. Um, and yes, they may have a different perspective. They may have, you know, a higher viewpoint. You know, they're looking at the bigger picture, but it doesn't mean that they're better than us. Um, we're all equal. We're all part of the one source. Um, but you were talking about that meditation and I remember when I started doing my angel healing and one of the teachers was saying that when we kind of tune out, it's like it's like we're going to sleep, but we're actually going to different dimensions or different planes. And that's exactly, it sounds like what you were describing, that you went into that meditation, the guided meditation, and went to a different plane. And I often find I don't know if you've worked with the Akashic Records, um, but for me, anytime I tuned into the Akashic Records, I would be able to last maybe about five or 10 minutes before just zoning out because of the frequency. I wasn't able to maintain that frequency for too long. And my uh, conscious mind wasn't able to be in that frequency and I just tune out. But I find that working with clients and members, when we do guided meditations and work with the angels, people will often say to me, oh, I fell asleep. I wasn't even tired when we started and I fell asleep. And I say to them, well, it's not necessarily asleep. It's just your conscious mind getting out of the way so that the work can be done. And sometimes our conscious minds do have to get out of the way and just allow the work to happen and to take place. Yeah, exactly. Because also what you say, the conscious mind is is bound in this limited thinking. Like, okay, we have a higher consciousness, of course, but what you what you're talking to is the the mind that is can visualize and experience and and it's it's interesting when we go beyond that, beyond the emotions and also beyond the energy, because the energy is also something that is manifested here and like you say when we let go of all those layers and release it's like a small uh, death and rebirth every time we go into that and even if science tries to ex explain sleep it, the, the the question of why is never answered in a scientific way because the 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 answer is so beyond the the logical mind and and the way we explain life and the body and the physiology because there, there's there will always be a why because in the end there is a higher consciousness and and uh, a higher um like a creational force that that is in place here and i love what um I want to tap into the Akashic Records work because something that we just talked about these documentaries that we that we've been watching and and um, the in one of those uh, there's science that comes up that we have a part something in our brain that uh, makes us forget it's something degenerative 
that is there, but it can't be explained why. And, and, and this can be the explanation why we're so in one way confused in this life. Like, why are we here? It doesn't mean that everyone contemplates on these questions. Uh, you have to reach that state of questioning to, to want to question. So it doesn't mean that it's, for everyone's path here in this lifetime but but the remembrance um which we talked about which sometimes gets activated it's it's so strange it's like getting like this shot of just like oh wow there's there's something and it it does it's not based in the heart uh, or in the mind it's more the heart and and as you're watching when i was watching these uh and i shared it on instagram as well um it was more like a vibration in the body, which fe I felt like, first of all, ungrounded, actually. I was very ungrounded after that. I felt like I was rising up. And, and it's just a, like a phase of like activating something within the body that has been latent. So I'm wondering, actually, I haven't personally done so much work in the akashic records maybe like you have maybe you can share that what it is and and how you've worked with that yeah to be honest i haven't done a huge amount um i was drawn to a book i can't even remember the name of it i read so many books um if it comes back to me i'll let you know the name of it but um it was talking about the akashic records and i began working with that energy and so the Akashic records are like, to me, I see it like a huge, vast library, um, which is universal. It keeps a record of every person's life, um, lifetimes, re, um, you know, reincarnations, everything that you've done, everything that you've said, everything that you've taught. Um, it's a little bit like the internet um, where it's so vast and it just keeps a record of everything that's happening. Um, I say within the universe, but probably within the multiverse as well. Um, so we can tune into the library and the records of our lives, our existences, and we can go through to see if there are points where um, maybe there has been something that happened that's affected us on a deep level and we're holding um onto the energy of a trauma or um you know something that might have happened in this lifetime or another lifetime and we can go back and we can rewrite um some of the records to correct um the on an energetic level um trauma that we might be holding on to so it works really well if we're playing out um, things, particularly on a family or an ancestral level, um, where you find that the same thing keeps playing out over and over. And it's just like this little um, frequency or energy or pocket of energy that needs to be ironed out, so to speak. Um, and we can go into the Akashic Records and do that. And we can also find out information about the future and our purpose and where we're going. So there's so much we can tune into. Um, so it can be really helpful from that perspective. Um, but what I found when I was working with it, that it was so vast and I was finding that I was, you know, in there for a while and I was able to do a little bit and then I'd zone out. So I actually 
went back to working directly with the angels more so because I was, it was more sustainable for me. Yeah, that's beautiful. And sometimes certain practices work in that point of time. It's also going a little bit into different aspects of our being because yeah, at certain points of time, it's really important for us to work with our physical body because it's also a, a vehicle here for, for everything else that, that we are. And, and then maybe we have to tap into like uh, different uh, parts of our energetic being. So it can be like working on, on the angel frequency or working on the deep womb frequency that is going uh, descending instead of ascending and and all of these the, these different aspects so i think it's really important to listen to that and i i feel like we're usually in our life when we're meant to do something we're supposed to do something it's we're really guided there we don't need to like force it or it, it doesn't feel it feels aligned and totally yeah and just to, you, you touched on that you know aspect of ascending or descending and for me I've always been great at you know the upper levels and um, going up into the ethereal and what I've had to work on is bringing my energy down grounding my energy and it's funny actually you talk about the womb and I've, it's just I suppose I've known this on a few levels but Sometimes I find we were talking about the menstrual cycle and the pain that we sometimes experience. For me, um, sometimes the pain can be grounding. It can bring me back into my body. Um, so, and I don't think we should need that um, in order to be brought back in. But I know for me, sometimes that was um, needed in order to bring me down. Um, and I know I went for a healing once where the woman who I was working with was just like, you are so ungrounded. You are just up in you know, the clouds. And she had to spend a few minutes at my feet at the end of the healing, just bringing me back down into my body. Um, and now I'm so much better at it and I can do it myself and stay grounded for the most part. But given the choice, I will just, you know, go off into uh, the etheric realms and quite happily spend my time there but of course we're in this physical reality for a reason and we have to have balance and I didn't understand that for a long time I used to think well why do we have to be grounded and then the analogy of the tree um when a tree has a huge canopy of like leaves and um up above it has this big canopy but if it has no roots the slightest wind is going to blow it over. So it needs those strong roots, that strong foundation to keep it in place and to allow the winds of life to blow through it without toppling it over. And for us, it's the same thing. When we're grounded, we can face the challenges of life. We can stay centered and balanced and grounded without the wind or the challenges toppling us over. So that's a really important aspect as well. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. It's so true, and uh, and both of these are important. It's like a balance, like you say. It's it's, um, but it's also. I don't know if you've you've probably felt this since you were a child as well. That um, we it's easy to 
to disattach and to to go into that state i remember as a child i was also i could just come into a state where i was i think it's it's normal also for children because we're not fully grounded yet to to just leave the body and and have a uh, like a perspective and and just wonder like okay why am i here why am i in this body what are people saying right now i don't understand anything to come back if we have that tendency still to to be there but you as you said when we're working with um, the womb it, it is very grounding and and working with the earth and all of these practices and yeah it definitely has the importance of bringing that grounded energy in and being balanced you know um i love that saying being in this world but not of it we have to be in this world we have to be grounded in this world um but also embracing our spirituality and the the other side of us um and yeah it's just the balance of the two mm, so important and how so you you do angel healings how do you work with clients with that so for years i worked i had um, a healing room where i worked one-to-one -one and clients would come to me and um, i would do uh, in-person healings i also worked with doing remote healing where i would tune into the person's energy and i would direct the energy where it's needed and I always find that so interesting because I would have people email me from around the world and say can I you know book in for a distance healing and not really knowing anything about the person and being able to tune into their energy and tell them specific things that have come up and for them to then confirm yes that's true that's you know and I always found that so fascinating um, because even though, you know, as a healer, um, I would never have said that I was, you know, psychic or anything like that. Um, but I think the energy is energy. And whether a person is standing before you or whether they're over the other side of the world, um, there is no disconnect because we're all connected through this cosmic web of energy. Um, so I always find that so interesting to be able to tune in on that level and have so much come through. Um, now, today, what I found was when I was working one-to-one, -one, it was so satisfying being able to help people on that level. But I knew that I needed to reach more people. And what I do today is one of um, the things that I love is uh, eight guided angel meditations. So I have a group that I work with where we meet online on Zoom and we tune into the angels and I guide them through angel meditations and attunements. And I find that really satisfying because with the group energy, it's like it's amplified the healing and the connection is amplified because the whole group are working together and it's like it just brings the energy up another level or another notch. And um, yeah, it's really beautiful to be able to have so many more people experience that at once um, rather than doing one-to-one -one, because my time is limited. So it just means that I can reach and help more people that way. That is so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And how can people find you and everything that you offer? 
So angelicbodies.ie is my website. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Sandra Ray, Angelic Bodies, um, and on Facebook, Sandra Ray. And yeah, um, they can tune in there. Thank you so much. And do you have anything else you want to share before we close the call? I think just for people to know that they have so much help available to them, that they have this team of angels who are there to work for them. And it's just, it's so profound, the, the help that's available to us that we're not necessarily using on a daily basis. And when we start tuning in and actually using that help that the angels are giving us and implementing it in our lives, it just allows things to open up on so many new levels. So my intention is that people will start tuning in and start receiving that help that the angels are offering. Mm. Yeah, thank you so much, Sandra. It was so lovely to talk to you again. And I think this topic is so interesting and I'm sure that we can talk another time about uh, going deeper into other topics as well, because we have so much that we're working with and that you're sharing. So I'm so grateful that you are here today. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. And I hope that the angels are very present in your consciousness right now and that they are providing you with everything that you need. I have been for a long time doing angel tarot card readings. So if this resonates with you, you can check my website out, how this works they are very clear guided messages that come through these cards and i've always trusted the guidance and and the and the wisdom of the angels and if you want to also check out sandra's work you have the links in the show notes to see what she offers in this realm and it's so easy and so beautiful to connect with this energy these energy beings that we call angels, archangels, and to understand them from our own heart, what they are and how to work with them, just knowing that they are always present when we need them. So I hope you enjoyed and let's take a deep inhalation in through the nose and exhale out through the mouth. Om Shanti Shanti Shanti. Shanti.